This year's NFL deadline, uh, the trade deadline deal, didn't have quite the sizzle of last year when four Pro Bowl players were on the move. You had Christian McCaffrey and T.J. Hawkinson and Roquan Smith and Bradley Chubb. These four players helped teams secure playoff berth and remind uh, and remain uh, highly productive. However, there are several deals that have been completed. Uh, fire sale in Washington. We're going to break down the biggest winners and losers in the NFL trade deadline. Putting the trade deadline to bed, we've been covering it for you from soup to nuts. We got it all for you here. Uh, the Landry Football Podcast Network, which you can get by subscribing, liking, and sharing the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And also a reminder, you can get the most detailed breakdowns of the world of football, college football, NFL, at LandryFootball.com. It's where you want to go to get the best information in football, best analysis from a playing, coaching, scouting, front office perspective. We got you covered at LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check it out today. Um, if you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Uh, if it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes, we got it covered for you at LandryFootball.com. We break down the game, college football, NFL, inside information analysis. We got it all for you, LandryFootball.com. So the biggest winners, uh, I would start with San Francisco with their trade for Chase Young. It's a potential steal at the cost of a late round, uh, late third round pick for the Niners to upgrade their pass rush. The rush is not produced as it did last season. 24th in pressure rate, 18th in sacks with 18. Chase Young is a talented second overall pick in the 20 draft who's recovered from his ACL that cost him half of the 21 season and 14 games in 22. He has five sacks, 25 pressures, eight most in the league right now. He joins Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead to form an elite front four. This will help a 49er secondary that has struggled the past two weeks against the Vikings and Bengals passing games and contributed to a three-game losing streak. Their bye, week, uh, their bye this week will give the coaches more time to get Young up to speed before a tough road game at Jacksonville, an important matchup with division rival Seattle in weeks 12 and 14. Young is in the final year of a rookie deal to the 49ers. We have to decide whether to re-sign or franchise him in the upcoming offseason. The Washington Commanders trading Montez Sweat. They had Montez Sweat and uh, Young headed into free agency next March. March. It was assumed that they couldn't keep both of their starting defensive end. They invested so much money in cap space and defensive tackles, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. They made... Uh, the team made the wise move to trade the 27-year-old Sweat to the Bears for a second-round pick that is likely to be among the top three in the round as opposed to receiving no more than a third-round comp compensatory pick in 2025 if he left in free agency. That's much better than keeping Sweat throughout the season, in which the playoffs don't seem likely for the three and five commanders. Sweat's having a fine season, six and a half sacks, 11 quarterback hits, 10 tackles, tackles for loss, 32 tackles. It's a good decision to get a high pick in return for him. Um, another winner, Buffalo Bills trade for Rasul Douglas. Defenses dropped from six last season to 13 through eight games. Douglas should be a great addition to a Bills secondary that lost to Davius White for the season due to a torn Achilles. Uh, in first-round corner, uh, Kair Elam has been a disappointment uh, to this point. 
it's well worth the third round pick of the Bills to send to Green Bay with a fifth rounder coming back, by the way, for a solid 28-year-old corner who can play zone or man coverage and brings an edge to his game. It's a third round pick of the Eagles in 17. It's one interception, six passes defense, 32 tackles this season. Nine interceptions and 26 passes defense over the previous season, including two pick sixes and 21. The Vikings traded for quarterback Joshua Dobbs after quarterback Kirk Cousins was lost for the season because of his torn Achilles. The Vikings acquired Joshua Dobbs for a six-round pick and a conditional seventh-rounder. It sets up great for Dobbs, who is going to be replaced by Clayton Toon or Kyler Murray this week. Uh, Dobbs joined a, a playoff-caliber team who's won three straight games. Terrific supporting cast on offense. Justin Jefferson went healthy. T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, Jordan Addison is coming along as a rookie receiver. Um, he's got to win the job over Jaron Hall and Nick Mullins, which I think he can do. He's better than both guys, those guys. Dobbs has bounced around the league since being drafted in the fourth round by the Steelers in 17. In his first season, when he had significant playing time, he started the first eight game for the Cardinals um, this year at one and seven. Uh, he's been pretty productive, but I think he's leveled up. He was an inexpect, inexpect, inexpensive option um, salary-wise for the Vikings, uh, who could look to resign him. He's a backup quarterback, but he's a better backup quarterback than they have. I don't think he's going to be the next Geno Smith, as some are predicting. Um, but it was a cheap price. Um, to get a guy that can at least help you. Trevor Lawrence of Jacksonville and the Jags are, are a winner. He's been sacked 19 times this season, ninth most in the league. So the acquisition of guard Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings for a six-round pick is good news for him. He brings starting experience, adds quality depth. He was the Vikings' second-round pick in 20, was a four-year starter until he was inactive the past two games because of a foot sprain. Dalton Risen to replace Cleveland in the lineup has played well enough that the Vikings deem Cleveland tradable. However, it's somewhat surprising the Vikings would let him go now instead of keep him uh, for depth at such a cheap price. But good move for Jacksonville. Philadelphia getting uh, Kevin Viner, two-time Pro Bowler, who was the Titans' third-round pick in 16. Been a durable starter ever since. Excellent deal for a 7-1 and uh, Eagles team. The Eagles lost both their starting safeties off last year's Super Bowl team. Sydney, TJ Jordan, or Johnson, Marcus Epps, and free agency. They need Beinert's help in pass defense because they dropped from 1 to 26 in yards allowed. Beinert started his, in his first Eagles game last week and had seven tackles in the win over Washington. Commander Sam Howell passed for 397 yards and four touchdowns, so there's some improvement needed that Beinert can help with. He's also under contract in 2024, but the Eagles can let him go if they choose to without any dead money hit. So it's a move that gives them some veteran skill at a much-needed spot. The Giants traded Leonard Williams a positive there. As their season continues to spiral downward, the Giants made a good move for their future by sending 29-year-old Leonard Williams to Seattle for a second-round pick in 24 fifth-round pick in 25. He was the Jets' first-round pick in 15. The Giants traded third and fourth-round picks in 19 to acquire him, so they're getting more from the Seahawks than just what the Jets um, four years, than, than what they gave, the Seahawks gave the Jets four years ago. It's a nice move by Joe Shane. His sack and tackle numbers have declined since he had 11 and a half sacks and 57 tackles in 20. 
It's only one and a half um, sacks and 21 tackles through eight games. But they're hoping, the Seahawks are hoping he can play like he did as a pro bowler, pro bowler early in his career for the Giants. He's a good run defender, should help them. Now, <clears throat> the losers of the trade deadline. I think the Bears trade for Montez Sweat. You know, the Bears um, is trading a likely a top three pick in the second round for a player on an aspiring contract. You got to get this guy signed. And and then there's a risk that he's not what you think he is. But if you get this guy and you don't sign him, what are you doing? You're giving up a really valuable pick. For a guy that you're going to rent for half a season and then you're going to lose him, this all depends. Look, that, that's what happened last year when the Bears traded for Chase Claypool. He had 18 catches in 13 games for them before he was unloaded to Miami in a swap of late-round picks. A wasted move. This could be another one. Sweat's a solid former number one pick of the Commanders. Will add to the weak Bears pass rush, who has only 10 sacks. But if he's only in Chicago for nine more games, it could be the tipping point to the end of Ryan Poles' tenure there. They better get an extension done on him. The commander's trade of Chase Young, to me, was disappointing. They had Young and Sweat headed to free agency, or one of them franchise tag next March. And it was assuming that the team would trade one of the players, but not both. Getting a high second-round pick for Sweat was a good move. But unloading a productive Young for a late third makes no sense when they could have received compensatory third rounder for losing young. And why wouldn't you want to keep the 24 year old guy who they drafted second overall, you got a, maybe not much of a chance to keep him, but at least you got maybe a chance to convince him to stay. But if not, you're going to get the same thing in compensatory picks. Why trade him? That makes no sense. They sent the message to the players that they've given up on the season and I wonder if this deal came down from ownership. They're unloading them, but it doesn't make sense from a football standpoint. You know, so most most of the time you hear me talk about, well, if you're not going to have a guy next year, get something for him. They got a third-round pick that they could have got in compensatory uh, selections. They, they, they're getting a late third-round pick because it's the Niners, it just doesn't make any sense. They're not getting any more. They could have just kept them. Got the same thing. Another loser, I think, was the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. They're coming off an ugly loss to Denver. Patrick Mahomes threw it two interceptions, lost a fumble. Now, we had the flu. I get it. But his wide receiving core is Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, Justin Watson, Richie James, each have fewer than 20 receptions through eight games. Kelsey and Rice are carrying an excessive load at this point. Uh, I'm sure they would have liked to have seen a Marquise Brown or Darius Slayton or how about Juju Smith-Schuster coming back with the struggling Patriots, putting him on the team. It's highly unlikely that they had a shot at trading for a Jerry Judy or a Cortland Sutton from the Broncos or a Devontae Adams. Bringing back McCole Hardeman in a late-round draft pick with the Jets certainly didn't pay dividends last Sunday in, in, in Denver. Um you wonder, and again, we will determine at the end of the year, but does this team have enough playmakers at receiver to go the distance and maybe run a very good defense? 
Another loser was Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. They're in playoff contention in the AFC. They're four and three and tied for a wild card spot. But they have the 30th ranked passing attack. Donovan Peoples-Jones had 61 catches for 839 yards and three touchdowns last season. Um, Peoples-Jones was a starter in a three-wide receiver set with Amari Cooper and Elijah Moore. He's a big target. He's been the primary punt returner for the past few seasons. He's in the final year of his rookie contract. It, it, it has to be difficult for Deshaun Watson to understand the reasoning for trading this guy to another team that's in playoff contention. Not it's the 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 feeling in that building that they just don't like this guy. Yet he was productive in a three wide receiver set. Just doesn't make make a lot of sense. <clears throat> the Rams didn't get Brian Burns uh, or an edge player. They made a big push for Brian Burns last year at the trading deadline. They, all, they offered multiple high picks. I um, think they tried again. The three and five Rams are only one game back in the wild card chase. Um, Aaron Donald not getting enough help. Burns is 25. The two-time pro bowler would have been a really good addition. It's five sacks this season. Panthers likely would have been excited to get at least one first-round pick for Burns, plus perhaps a second-rounder because they traded their number one in 24 to the Bears and the Bryce Young deal. The fact that the Rams couldn't get it done, um, you know, they're not uh, a talented enough team. This is a guy that is not someone that's making a push for this year. Brian Burns helps the Rams this year to perhaps get a wild card spot, but it helps them down the road as they tend to build their roster. This guy's 25 years old and an outstanding player. Um, Really surprised they didn't were not more aggressive in getting a deal done here. The other disappointment, I think, is probably to the high-profile wide receivers who weren't traded. It's an impressive list of receivers who didn't get uh, traded at the deadline, including Judy, Sutton, Brown, Slayton, the Bears, uh, Darnell Mooney, and above all, Adams. Adams looked disgruntled during most of the recent Monday night game in Detroit. He had one catch for 11 yards. He seemed especially unarmed after Garoppolo overthrew him when he was wide open. I think uh, not getting those guys, not getting an opportunity to go somewhere with contenders is probably another loser for the NFL trade time. Reminder deadline. Reminder, you can get uh, the best detailed information on the NFL college football at LandryFootball.com. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. But our football season sale is the best deal that we've got going. So uh, make sure that you check that out. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Always great to be with you. We'll talk to you again next time, everybody.